You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. We don't really know where we're going. We don't know where we're going. No, but life is what happens on the way to going somewhere. What? Life what? is what happens while you're making other plans. Things happen in the free fall of life. Are uh, you making this stuff up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm trying to say that sometimes you just got to throw something out there and see where it goes. So we do that with every segment on the show. No, I generally have a game plan and an exit strategy on every segment. <laughs> I don't really have an exit strategy here. I'm just so upset. <laughs> you know, I just can't help it. I can't like I can't go on and do more segments until I just get just like put it all out there. Okay. All right. We're ready. We're all here for you. Oh. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I oh, I I had something really crappy happen um on Loser, and I know what every, everyone's going to think. There were multiple things that happened that were really crappy this season. <laughs> but this is not going to be I know this is not going to be what people think when they watch the show. Um something happened that uh, hasn't happened to me before. And I know that's going to sound hard, but I can't give away too much. Um, but I... All right, I lose contestants, right? All the time. Everyone knows that. So that's not going to be a secret. Yes, and sometimes they walk out on you. <laughs> not me. They didn't they didn't walk out on the season I was there. No, but it wasn't... It no, was remember the last season... When somebody left. Oh, they, well, they walk out of the gym, oh, but yeah, they yeah. haven't walked off the, the... But, like, you lose contestants. I lost a contestant, and it destroyed me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't know what happened. It's not like I haven't... I've been through it, but I don't think I've been through it quite like this. And I didn't feel that it was time for this person. Um, I didn't feel my oh, work was so done. And it devastated me for some reason and um i mean I, you know you'll when the show unfolds and what have you um but it just i don't know there was a perfect storm that probably a lot of it won't be revealed on camera um but i had a, 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 i can't say to, you know what i mean like no, I know you it just was like sort of a perfect storm that that caused this to happen and I keep thinking over and over in my head, if I had done this, if I had done that, if this hadn't happened, if that hadn't happened. And I don't know. It just, my shrink told me that it was a blow to my omnipotence. Like, What does omnipotence Like, mean? I guess that I can control everything. Okay. Um, and I have previously in the past been able to control everything 
even when it doesn't go well, I can usually pull the plane out of a nosedive. But <laughs> this one, I took my foot off the pedal a little bit and was sort of like, okay, this is on autopilot. Oh, okay. And it wasn't, you know, and okay. I, I had other things that I was dealing with and other things I was managing, and I kind of like, I feel like a mom who, you know, is busy doing dishes or God knows what, and he turns her back and her kid fell down the stairs. Yeah. You know, it it, it just, oh my God, <laughs> it was hysterical crying on camera, hysterical crying, hysterical crying. Oh no. I know, dude, it was heavy. It's super heavy. And it felt like, I just felt like I failed this individual, like I dropped this person, like they slipped through my fingers and I didn't feel oh, like we man. were done. You're put. You're just, carrying this. That's. We just weren't done. It wasn't done. I. You know. Sometimes I can talk to a contestant, and in the moment I can I can say, Wow, I. They've. They've. They're. They've turned a corner. Even though they're not better, they have. Cho- they, in that moment, they got on a different path. Does that make any sense? Yes. Yep. There's one person that I get a chance to talk to this season, and um, this person, I have to say that I don't want anyone to guess who it is, so I'm just going to speak in, you know, this person, not him or her yeah. or what have you, because uh, I can get sued if you figure it out. But there's one contestant that I talk to, and I know, even though this person had made a ton of progress, we have a conversation at one point, and I know that the entire focus has shifted. The in, the entire perspective has 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 come into focus. That I dialed this person in. I gotcha. watched the light bulb go off. I knew that that in that moment we turned a corner. Um, and even though there might still be way to lose, even though there are things that need to be resolved, I know that the epiphany has happened. Yeah. Um, with the other person, it was a very slow process um and the wounds for this person in their life have been so deep that i i was not able because this person was so well defended and so hurt that i i was never able at any point to have one conversation or one moment that did the trick it had to be a series of ongoing moments um and even less about the dialogue and more about a feeling for this person. Mm. Um, and it was about creating a feeling for this individual of being accepted and loved. So it wasn't even about the words, if that makes sense. Yes. Yep. Um, and, and we were getting there uh, slowly. And I kept thinking, like, I have time to really drive this home. I have time to bring this around. And I was distracted. You know, there something happened and there were other contestants, other squeaky wheels, things going on in my business, things going on in my family. Um, and I just dropped the ball. And it, 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 I thought it was in the air and it wasn't. Um, and it, oh, <laughs> oh God. I cried. Uh, and I mean, I cried all night long and I cried the next day. <laughs> I don't know. However, you know, there's a term there's a term in in the recovery community used a lot, and that's Ugh. it's called it's and uh, it says more will be revealed, oh. and it's not just in recovery, but God. right now right now you're feeling the sting of it, the oh. sting because I think you it's never in this person. I've never dropped someone. I have sorta before, but not. You'll see when if you watch the show, you're obviously going to know when this occurs because I am hysterical crying and it will make sense. But that this particular kind of situation has never happened. But you keep saying you drop the ball, you, you drop the ball or however you want to put it. The person, the person has to have a responsibility, too. There's a certain responsibility to the person. You keep taking all the heat for this. When there's two people involved in this, there's mm, the contestant and you. Slightly more complicated because they don't have the knowledge of what to do when. And so, for example, this person might have been working out too hard. 
and I might not have caught it. You're going to hate what I'm going to say. Please say because, anything. Because it's, because it's not, it's not, you can't grasp onto it. That maybe this person, it's not the time. Right. You may have started this opening, yeah. and you know what? Maybe it's time to close it a little bit right now. So yeah. it's not about winning or losing. It's about yeah. what they were maybe able to handle. And I'm telling you, there's reasons things, and that's why I say more will be revealed, is that you're not going to know the reason right now while Ugh. while this kind of it went over the edge. ruined me. I mean, yeah. it ruined me. And, and I, I hear you. I guess it is just about, like, what you say that you know it's the can't always see the forest through the trees you can't always know trying to find that acceptance and you know for me it's very hard to let go of things because i do have this feeling of omnipotence and that like i can usually if the plane's in a nosedive i can usually pull it out of yeah. the dive i just didn't know the plane was diving yeah. I didn't know the plane was diving. And, and maybe that's why the hurt, maybe that's why ugh. the sting is so, maybe that's why it hurts you even more, because you didn't see it. Remember when Lois maybe. Lane dies in one of those old Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, and he's like, uh-uh. And he, like, flies up into space, and he spins the world backwards, and he somehow manages to reverse time, and she comes back to life. Uh, well, I'll I'll take your word for it. Okay. How'd you not see that movie? You're old enough. <laughs> the other two stinkers here are too young. But okay, whatever. It's just Superman, but that's fine. I mean, everybody but, saw it. But, but okay. I'm, I'm with you now, and I see where you're going. With anyway, that. like there are things in life where I'm like, no, it's not going down like this, and I can beat it back. This one, just life bested me, you know. And I, I just, it was brutal. I don't know. I guess you're right. It's like. It's just accepting that you're you're not all knowing, you're not all powerful. We are helpless at times in life. And this might have been and take it away from you, this might have been the best thing for that person. Maybe. This we don't know. It could have been the bet it could have been like, oh, thank God. You talk about that all the time, that if you had taken a certain uh, job there, you would have never had this yeah. opportunity. And you didn't know that till hindsight. You didn't know that. So maybe down the road, this person will go, thank God I, I left when I did, because now I have this. Maybe. Or I had to take care of this. Yeah, I hope so, buddy. And let's see, there's, you, you worked on the, uh, on the takeaway, you know. Hopefully that'll someone got something mm. from this. <laughs> Other than me just venting. It's all good. It's all uh, good. We're all you know, we're we're here for you. Oh man, that's we are brutal. Okay. All right. Let's get her some tuna or something. Make her, make her happy. <laughs> make her happy. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. you got a domain name, but how are you going to build it? Well, Squarespace.com is an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. They have over 20 highly customizable tablets for you to choose from and an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. It's super simple. Everything is drag and drop. They have 24-7 customer support easy links to your social media accounts. It starts at just $8 a month and it includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. You can start a trial today with no credit card required and start building your website. And of course, for our listeners, they are offering a free trial and 10% off. Go to squarespace.com slash Jillian Michaels and use the offer code JM12. That's capital J, capital M, number one, number two, JM12. Check it out today.
All right. It's not a snappy physical fitness segment per se. Okay. But it's it's more like a mental health fitness segment. Mental health is always very good. It's sort of like your mental fitness. Your emotional health. Emotional health. Yeah. Way to frame it. So, I was kind of thinking the other day, uh, I I spoke at this conference and uh, I was really saying, look, I don't. Yeah, I don't see myself as a fitness guru, obviously. I utilize fitness as one tool to help people empower themselves, redefine their self-image. You feel strong physically. You feel strong in other facets of your life, blah, blah, blah. But it really is more about building a life. And physical fitness is only a small piece of the puzzle. Right. And I stopped to really think about and outline what are some of the emotional fitness techniques that I try to hone for my contestants. Mm -hmm. So I made a list, right, of things that I try to get them to work on while they're on the campus. And we have talked about each one of these things individually on their own uh, separate topics. But I really wanted to give people kind of a a to-do list. You know how you'll have, all right, this is your workout for the month, X amount of lunges and X amount of... Right. So... These are exercises, of course, they're your lifelong work, but they're exercises that I want you to think about and strive to accomplish throughout your daily life. The first one is how to fail successfully. And Mm. what I mean by that is many people think, obviously, that failure is a validation of all of their deepest and darkest insecurities, that they are incapable, that they are incompetent, blah, blah, blah. They become afraid to try and so on. We've talked about the nature of failure. Failure is an integral part of success. Failure is an entry point for learning, but really making an effort to shift your perspective on failure as um, a symbol of bravery, as a symbol of courage. You put yourself out there. You took a risk. You took a chance. Um, If you don't succeed, looking at that situation or circumstance, seeing what you could do better, where you can improve and reapproaching, right? So that is Exercise number one is redefining the way you look at failures in your life. Number two is finding meaning in loss. And we have talked about that before. And if you have your why to live for, you can tolerate anyhow. How do you get through and endure tragedies that seem to have no point and no meaning in them? Because in reality, we have to bring a meaning to those things in our life. When you look at the these terrible tragedies that you might see on the news or a child's kidnapped or a woman is raped or this is this happens or that happens um the only way to cope with these things and to endure uh is to give them a meaning tori amos uh was raped there's a thing some mm-hmm. of you may not know uh she's a, a singer and a musician and she started uh rain which is, I think I can't remember the exact name. It was like the Rape Action Something Network. Okay. Um, as we know, uh, John Walsh lost his son. He started America's Most Wanted. Um, on a silly, not couldn't even possibly compare, but I lost my dog. And so I was like, all right, you know, this is going to catalyze me to rescue 10 dogs and find them homes. So that there was a reason, you know, it meant something. Mm-hmm. When you go through a loss or a tragedy, and this is different than a failure. If someone dies... That's not a failure. That's a loss. I'm talking about a loss or a tragedy. Uh, Tragedy, maybe you were raped. Maybe you were robbed. Maybe you were mugged. Who knows? How can you give it a meaning? How can you give it a purpose? How can you take that incident and allow it to catalyze a positive action in the world? Uh, One of my contestants, Abby Reiki, had lost her entire family in a car accident And she subsequently got into grief counseling and began helping other people going through similar things, come through all of it, and so on. So finding or bringing a meaning to your losses and your tragedies helps you thrive emotionally. It helps you endure. It gives you that why to continue going. Another thing is about brooding. We can really get caught in a jag, right, an obsessive-compulsive loop about what's wrong and why it's wrong and focus all of our energy and attention on you know, how unfair it is. And the reality is the world's unfair. Also another theme that we constantly revisit on the show because 
It is unfair. That is life. You know, we don't see uh, the forest through the trees. It's not our journey as human beings. Only God knows if you believe in God. Only God knows and only God will ever know. But to brood on bad things that have happened or uh, things that are unfair just keeps you in a loop of negativity. So in some instances, you do have to sort of break out of that cycle. And what I try to do is get the contestants to take that angry energy or uh, the frustration and channel it into something proactive. We've talked about this, about don't try to fix what's broken, but take that energy into building something new. Mm. So instead of brooding on what's broken, if it's not fixable, redirect your frustrations into building something new. Brooding gets you a lot of attention, though. Does it? Yep, for sure. I'm a true... Just because I... There's two things about brooding or staying in it. A, is Mm. because if you... If you show someone that you've gotten over it, it shows maybe you're thinking they don't think I care as much. Like if you hmm. start to see, if if the lights start to come on again after a death or some or something or, oh, or after right. something, and the lights start, they go, wow, God, look how fast she got over that. So you kind of stay in it to show people I'm oh, hurting. Lord. I'm I'm really still more and brooding. Also, it gets you attention. Like, wow, look how affected she is by that. You know what I mean? It, it's it's very. That kind of energy gets you attention. Right, which I, I understand. Think, which I understand. will turn on you in the end because people sometimes people get like, oh, I'm st- you're, you're still brooding over a breakup. Like after a while, there's it's a just friend like, of mine oh, who for God. a year now, and I'm like, I cannot hear this one more, one more time. time. Exactly. I've heard it at least two times a week for a year now. One more yeah. time, I'm gonna kill her. Yeah. I mean, and, and I love her. She's a dear friend. Um, but it, but it is. It's the same story. It's the same thing. It's been a year, and I keep trying to redirect her into dealing with her own her own uh, health, her own happiness, her career, her physical well-being. Um, you know, focusing on her. I'm trying to keep her from the brooding, and so I just shut her down now. I'm like, I can't stop. I don't want to hear it. Stop. Don't come over if you're going to talk about this. Stop. Um, and while I get it, and, and some people have become used to that affirmation. Sure. Uh, and I do see that with the contestants a lot. It's like, which is why I don't feed into it. Because I don't want to reinforce those patterns of like, oh, wait, I get attention when I'm the the screw up or the failure or what have you. Uh, which is why I throw them out of the gym. One reason I throw them out of the gym when they're doing that now. But the reality is there are better ways to get attention. True. And if you just tried... To to break out of that, I would rather the I, what I that's why uh, you praise people's successes, no matter how little or how big, mm. and you do it as often as possible. So you, uh, if they go, you're not reinforcing the victim brooding thing. Yeah, you're reinforcing the more proactive and productive behavior. And Biggest Loser is a perfect example. I mean, I could sit here. And brood over everything I would like to see be different. Right. Okay. Um, and I I think I truly have arrived at the conclusion that instead of that, it's just, just build something new. Yeah. Just build something new. But it takes more effort to build something new. You know, it's something new that's going to last, of course. But at some point... In certain situations when the bad outweighs the good, that's when I think you need to stop brooding and channel that energy into building something new. Uh, And trying to sit in the satisfaction of your accomplishments and your achievements instead of basking in the glow of victimhood. Because that really doesn't get you anywhere fast. And ultimately for me, I I won't tolerate that. So I get it. My friend was in pain. She had a breakup and so on. But after a year, I'm like, I cannot do this anymore, buddy. I just can't hear it anymore. Because you're not moving on. So these, these conversations are pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is the how-to of nurturing your self-esteem. And uh, another friend of mine, she got out of a relationship because it was always, she called it, um, God, I don't 
say names. Let's say hypothetically her partner's name was Bill, okay? It was always the Bill show. It was always about the person she was dating. It was always their life and their trials and tribulations and this and that. And I tried to help her understand that although it takes, you know, this person might have had certain narcissistic tendencies and qualities, the person she was dating, she allowed that to be, that it takes two to tango, right? And she uh, has low self-esteem, so she's codependent and she seeks her value uh, through the the pleasing of others. That's where she has value. That's Mm -hmm. what she's always known. And she was going through a really hard time and a bad day and she didn't, she's like, I, I don't know what to do. And I said, look, and she was beating herself up about, oh, I need to get over it and this and that. And I said, you know, buddy, we don't, we don't get over things. We get through things, right? We move through them. We process them and we move through them. Imagine, and this is something that I want you all to try when you're beating yourself up, okay? If you had a friend that was going through a similar situation, how would you treat them? Mm. Would you belittle their emotions? Would you make them feel ashamed of their feelings? Would you beat them up? Would you shut them down? Would you call them stupid? And so on. Write down exactly how you would treat a friend going through whatever you're going through. And then subsequently, be that person for yourself. Would you bring them flowers and put, you know, buy flowers and put them on your bedside table? Would you take them out to a movie and get their mind off of things? Take yourself to a movie you want to see. Get your mind off of things. Would you treat them to something? Would you would you positively re- reaffirm them and tell them how much value they have? Yeah. So whenever you're in a situation where you're criticizing yourself, you're critiquing yourself, you're picking yourself apart, I want you to stop and say, what would you do if a friend was in this situation? Or your kid, for that matter. They always say, treat yourself the way you would treat your kid. Right. And then do all those things for yourself. And that is just one way over time to start to really nurture and foster your self-esteem and your self-worth. Uh, another thing is to combat loneliness. And this is this is big for you. Loneliness is a big deal, and a lot of people have it. A lot of people feel it in a major way. But a lot of people think... A lot of people think if you do spend a lot of time alone that you're lonely, and I don't believe that. I, I don't. I, I don't. I'm a. I'm a believer that. And I could also be full of crap too, but I. You I, are. I, no, but no, but. There's a difference between loneliness and by yourself time. And alone, agree. I'm talking about being lonely. I'm not talking about being... Why are you looking at me? You put a tweet up that said the only conversation you'd had all day was your farting bathing suit in the jacuzzi. <laughs> because I had spent the day... Yeah. Okay. But I had a great day. Dude, people are always making excuses. I posted this thing on Facebook, right? Um, and it was something that Bob had had on his page, and I really liked it, and I, I thought it was really sweet. And I... So I posted it, and it said, I want you to know that someone out there cares. And what I was trying to say to the, I hate this word, I hate the words followers and fans, I like the word audience, but it sounds so sycophantish, but the people that like my Facebook page, right? right? Uh, What I was trying to say is, hey, you know, just so you know, if you're having a bad day, like, I do give a crap. I do. I care if you're happy and if you're healthy. Mm -hmm. I want you to be happier and I want you to be healthier and I want you to know, you know, that's really what I was, what that was about. And there were so many comments. Um, a lot were great. A lot of shares, a lot of positivity. But there were a lot of comments that was like, no, no one does. Or not not, not for me. And I just thought, my God, reading that, right? I was like, yeah. you're addicted to this. You're addicted to this because I just told you that I give a crap. And you rejected it. And not only did you reject it. People find ways of, there's nobody out there for me, or I don't have any friends, or I can't make any friends, and they don't try. Mm -hmm. They don't try to reach out. They don't try to make new connections, and that's something that we need to work on. We need to put ourselves out there. We need to be vulnerable. We need to go where there are individuals who are like-minded. If you're struggling with obesity, 
got join a running group, a hiking group, go to an OA meeting. Um, if you're if you are single, you know we've talked about in my very first love doctor segment was you got to go to a place where other single people are, mm-hmm. or go to a website, or you have to make an effort. And it's always like, well, they didn't call me, why should I call them? Well, how's that serving you? Yeah, yeah. Take a chance and put yourself out there and make a list of all your hobbies and where you might find like-minded people, people who are supportive, uh, whether it's a friend or a romantic interest. Put yourself out there. But if you're going to constantly reject that, you better look at, you know, when the person who was like, oh, you know, I want you to know someone cares. No, no one cares about me. I was like, I wonder why that is. Maybe because you constantly push those people away. And you know that someone like that is looking because they're, they're so. looking for well, a response. Well, they're so. so insecure that it's like, no, prove it to me. Prove it to yes, me. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But people get exhausted with that. They're yeah. busy. Life is crazy. They don't have time to sit there and prove to you. You know, Don't push them away. Invite them in. We were so busy pushing people away and testing them. I used to do that to Heidi in the beginning of our relationship. I would test her all the time. Everything was a test. Mm. You know, if I say, no, I don't want it, and or no, don't worry, you don't need to do that for me, right? If she really loved me, she'd do it anyway. Yeah. And, uh, or, God, I'm just trying to think. And she started to feel, one of the worst fights we ever had, uh, she started to feel rejected by me. Because I was always like, no, it's okay. No, I don't need it. Or no, I don't want. And she started to think that I thought she was incompetent. Mm. And she wouldn't I didn't her want her to write. And that I didn't think she could handle it or she couldn't do it or it wasn't good enough. And really, it was me testing to see how much she really cared. Mm-hmm. And... She was like, it was just, I can't remember the exact details of how it unfolded, but she was like, you are bat, you, you're, you're crazy. You got some issues that you need to work through. And, and I started to work through them. You know, I started to sort of like put myself out there. And that's why I say you can only know as much intimacy as you can know vulnerability because you have to open yourself up to needing and wanting and Mm -hmm. trying and Sure, there'll be rejection along the way, but rejection is God's protection. If somebody rejects you, that's not a quality person that should be in your life anyway. He did you a favor. And last but not least, and this is the hardest one, I think. Learning how to say you're sorry. Have you ever tried that? That's not easy. Um, I've learned to do that. Right, I've learned yeah. to take responsibility for yeah, my you, actions. You've d- yeah, yeah, you have done that work. Yeah. Um, as a parent, as a partner, in business, um, in romance, uh, I think it's so hard for people because our self-esteem is fragile. And to say you're sorry... We often don't have the ego strength to say, I screwed that up because we think it makes us a bad person yeah, or not a good a person, person to look at yeah. something. Um, I have a friend who I love very much, but if you ever point out to him something that he did wrong or something that he's been hypocritical about, he flies into a rage. See, that's so sad to me. I a think that's... rage. Whoa. And, you know, those of us that love him are like, all right, you know, this is this is as far as you can go here uh, and you can't push him beyond this point and it's because his self-esteem and his self-worth is so damaged uh that oh, he's, I see where you're going. his ego yeah. strength can't handle it yeah he cannot handle it yeah. one of the bravest things that you can do is ask forgiveness and one of the best ways of doing it is by being empathetic putting yourself in the other person's shoes and saying what even by the way even by the way if you don't feel like you were wrong sometimes or Maybe you were, maybe you weren't, or maybe something you inadvertently did, it wasn't malicious, uh, caused somebody trouble. Um, but to be able to say, God, you know, I can see how that caused problem for you or how that hurt your feelings or uh, that seemed dismissive or uh, I could, you know, whatever, I'm really sorry about that. And to be able to say, I'm working on it. Um, I think that's, that's a true sign of strength. Because, by the way, we all make mistakes. We are all a work in progress. Some of us can admit it and some of us can't. And the ones that can are the ones that get better, are the ones that get stronger, are the ones that evolve, 
that have better intimacy and better success in their lives. Uh, and it is a sign of true strength. So if there are people that you feel you owe an apology to, whether it's your kids, your significant other, your parents, your friends, try it. And they, by the way, they might reject you, but it's quite liberating. Clean up your side of the street. That's what my shrink always said to me. Oh, yeah. Clean up your side of the street, Jillian. And and you know what? And they might not accept it right away. They might just go, it's another, it's just another empty apology. But until, but if you can sh- put actions behind your, uh, your apology. Change your behavior, change right. Change your behavior. Actually and change your behavior. They, you'll, you'll gain that trust back. You yeah. will gain it back. But sometimes it's just like, you're sorry, whatever. But show me a, show me a change. Yeah. You know. Yeah, McManus. That's right, Jillian. That's right. Anything funny to say? No, but I think I got a nice conversation with my bathing suit later on tonight. <laughs> Looking forward to it. I said it to be funny. Not to, That wasn't the only conversation I had all day was with my bathing suit. Are you sure? I'm positive. I don't believe it, though. No, it's the truth. There is a certain brand of tragedy that you wear so well, <laughs> Manus. Anyway. Anyway. Toot toot. important especially as we get older not that i'm old or anything but what are you saying what are you saying (laughs) i know i'm just saying that as we get older it's important to not just take care of our body but also our brain to keep our brain active and sharp and the way that our brain functions impacts every aspect of our life how we work how we handle everyday situations and lumosity.com created these fun online brain games just like a personal trainer for your brain. It can help you develop any area that you want to improve, whether it's your memory, your focus, your problem-solving skills, your quickness. I personally started playing them because my memory, this is terrible, but people will come up to me and they would be like, hey, how are you? And dude, I kid you not, I was like, wow, no idea. Could not remember. And they'd be like, oh, I met you at the conference in 2009 in Chicago. And I was like, okay, this is starting to scare me. And so we started playing the games because he became a sponsor of the show. And I was like, all right, I want to see, you know, I want to see. Him. And it's incredible how much better my recall has been mm. since I've started playing the games. And it's fascinating because your brain, I, I don't understand it. They have neuroscientists that obviously have created this, but you exercise your brain. And it gets stronger and sharper. So I love it. I'm saying if there is an area where you want to improve, whether it's problem solving, focus, memory, and so on, check out Lumosity.com. All you've got to do is go to Lumosity.com, click the Star Training button, and play your first game. And tell them I sent you, Jillian Michaels. Check it out. Okay, we're back. And Valerie from uh, right here in Los Angeles would like to talk to you. Hi, Jillian. Hey, Valerie. What's going on, buddy? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you. I was preparing for this phone call like I was going to see you. I touched up my makeup and all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. We did the exact same. Janice put her uh, my mascara her, her mascara. <laughs> oh, there we go. She did her hair like the wolf man. She's ready. She's got her, her something about Mary hair cream in and we're ready, dude. We're ready to rock and roll. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure we all look great, right? 
Absolutely, um, especially I have to me. Tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm so like I'm just your biggest fan, or maybe not your biggest, but you know, I saw you at the summer shape up thing. I drove out to Vegas to see you on your tour. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, and ironically, you commented, "I dressed up as you for uh, for Halloween," and yes. you treated you treated me back. That's me. Oh, I love it. Well, it's very nice to speak to you on the phone. Yay! I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Uh, so what's going on, bud? Okay, so it was a love doctor question. Oh, oh, hold on. on your love doctor, <clears throat> just a second. Uh, I'm just <clears throat> to sit and take me. Yes, how can I help? Oh my god. Okay. So recently, like within the past, I'd, I'd say this year, so the last eleven months, I've I've come in contact with a number of guys, and they ask for my phone number. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this is great. You know, I exchange it. And then they will text message me, like, for days. And, like, I'm talking, like, all day long. Like, good morning. How are you? How is work? What are you up to? And I'm like, this is obnoxious. But they'll never ask to, like, hang out. They'll never ask to go anywhere. And I'm mm. like, why? Like, what's the point of getting someone's phone number if you're going to just text message back and forth all day? Like, I'm busy. I don't have time to sit and text message you back and forth all day long. Okay, and, and how many guys does, has this happened with? Is it just this, okay, I just like, I think three off the top of my head that I can think of. And I just think it's so crazy. Like, why why pursue it if they're not even going to, like, Say ask this. to hang out? Right. It is bizarre. Okay. Um, can I ask you something? Have yeah. you... Okay, it's tough without seeing the texts and, and understanding right. the context of how you met. Um, so, okay. for example, how did you meet one of these guys? Okay, just just this past weekend, um, I I recently bought a car. So this guy works at the dealership where ah, I bought the car. Ah, okay. Okay. So he asked for my phone number, and um, it was kind of like a he asked he asked for my phone number through the sales guy that sold me my car. So it was like a like a little like situation there where he got it through him. Okay. So. Anyhow, so then, like, literally, like, all day long, like, how are you? Like, what are you But he you texted you and said, what? I hope you don't mind. I got your number from? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was kind of like a situation where I was talking to the two of them, and okay. then he was like, oh, I'll text message you through Brian's phone, which is my buddy. Okay. And then he did, and then, and then Brian gave him, like, we exchanged phone numbers through him, like, through a text message. But when he said, so, I'll text message you, what was it about? The first one? But, like, the guy who oh. said, um, I'll text message you through so-and-so's phone, yeah. like, to tell you oh, what. So he text messaged me through that number, and he said, hey, hey, pretty lady, or hey, pretty girl, okay. like, nice like nice to see you today. And so I texted him back, and I was like, nice to see you, too, or something along those lines. Okay. And then that's when we had, like, each other's phone numbers exclusively. So then okay. that text message through the day was just like, oh, like. You know, and it's the other the other thing that drives me nuts is I'm always like asking like like what do you do for fun like where like where do you live and and it's never reciprocated like these guys just answer my questions and then don't care to like know anything about me and I'm like all right so nuts. so we don't really need to take this further and here's why okay because first of all. Not all men are like this, so so I don't know in particular why you're you're attracting uh, these kinds of men. I don't know if it's look. I mean, we don't know if these guys are in a relationship and they just mm -hmm. like the flirt or the game or. You know, they might be leaving that relationship soon or they're seeing somebody but like to keep girls on the hook. And, you know, we don't know anything about these guys. But he, and, and by the way, nor do we need to understand them. And I think that's a mistake that many people make. They uh -huh. want to understand why the other person is behaving the way they are. And I have to tell you, it's irrelevant because it isn't True. our job to change them, nor should True. it be your desire to change them. The minute you see a behavior that you don't like, or a dynamic with another individual is making you feel a way that you don't like. Uh -huh. That's when you need to leave, move on, or if they've been in your life a while, have a conversation. But this right. is, so right off the bat, you're going, wait wait a second here. Like, you're narcissistic. You don't ask me how I'm doing or where I live or what I like. Right. That's not an awesome quality. No. And, then, and you're not assertive. The man that I would like would be assertive, and he would ask me on a date. So we right. already know that this is not the individual for you. 
So right. he's one frog in a sea of frogs, and I guarantee you out there, there's a prince. There are several princes. But okay. along the way, remember, we kiss a lot of frogs. And right. the key here is not to get hung up on the frog. When you get a sure. frog, move on. The minute you get a frog, it's like, oh, red flag. See Done. ya. <laughs> right. Now, you know, I had another friend who was in a relationship. Um, And, God, uh, okay. So she, uh, she, okay, it's a woman, actually, who started dating another woman. Okay. And the girl she started dating was, I guess, she, I don't know, bisexual, whatever, like dates men, dates women. Okay. And she's like, well, you know, she's straight, but then she sends her these mixed messages and this and that. And, you know, my friend had just gotten out of a relationship. So I said, look, dude, instead of trying to figure this out or understand it, are you happy? Is it a soft place to land? The last thing you need to be doing is, mm. you know, getting in another deep relationship right now. This should be fun. This and that. Yes, 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 yes. I said, the minute this relationship makes you feel bad or less than, that's mm-hmm. when we can come back and reevaluate. So sure enough, something happened uh-huh. and it involved a guy and my friend felt insecure and, and bad and embarrassed. And I said, and, but it wasn't the kind of thing where we just walk away because she was already in it and there were qualities that they liked about each other. Right. And that's where it warrants a conversation, right? So that's where I said, okay, I can see why this would make you feel bad. I can understand why this would hurt your feelings. Now we know that, you know, you, you, you are emotionally invested and the situation is starting to damage your self-esteem. Can you go to her and say, look, this is hurtful to me. Um, you know, I don't know the degree to which you are bisexual, but could you have a relation, a relationship with a woman because I am gay and that is what I would need to continue moving forward and feel good about myself. That girl could have very well said yes. She could also say no, but that's where it does warrant a conversation. So one of the things that I, I recommend doing in most of these cases is being vulnerable enough and strong enough to put the conversation out there and see the response you get. Now, if so with one of these guys, I might say to you, I think sometimes men get a little intimidated. I might say yeah. to you, hey, you know what? Be the aggressor and ask them out to dinner. Which oh, yeah. you phone them and ask them. Well, phone them. Te- what, I don't know, yeah. You know, everybody texts, but it's, it's like I'd say, hey, you know, but by the way, a lot of women don't want to do that, and I understand that. If you don't want to do that, you don't want to do that, and this is not the guy for you. Because a lot of my a lot of my girlfriends are like, I want the man to be the man. I want mm-hmm. him to ask me out. I want him to be the man. I want him to take the lead. And if that's what you want, then this is not the man for you. But if yeah, it's if right. you're confused by it at all, and it doesn't bother you, then I would say. Say, hey, do you want to get a drink and give it that much of a shot? Now, I kind of tee it up for them where I'll be like, hey, let me know when you want to hang out. Oh, and they don't say move on. Then you did the right. Then you did the right thing. Let me know if you want to hang out. Then, honey, you did the right thing. You put that out there. You you now know for sure that you're not projecting anything into this situation or scenario. And as my shrink says, you cleaned up your side of the street. You did your part. But you're also seeing these behaviors of them not asking about you. That's that's a guy that's obviously whatever he's going through, it doesn't matter. Right. So so what I want you to do the next time is the minute you see a frog or you see these red flag behaviors, instead of trying to understand it, move on. Yep. Move and, next on. Time, and next time someone asks me why I'm still single, which is my favorite question, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to say because I have to get through a lot of frogs to find the prince. That's what my answer is. That, and, that, and, and that, by the way, is a true answer. Yeah. You know, I mean, it takes nodding his head. Isn't that right, huh, Jake? I've, I've gotten through a lot of frog ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had a lot of frogs myself. We all know yeah. McManus has had some frogs. No, no, I'm on a frog. Uh, uh, a frogathon. <laughs> <laughs> You're a frogaholic. I'm in the swamp over oh. here. Frogaholic. Oh, yeah, I mean, but dude, I when did I meet Heidi? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Were you thirty-five years ago? Okay. Thirty-five years old. Oh, 30, yeah, I was. No, I think I was thirty-five. Yeah, we were over at the other place. I was either 35 or 34. I think I was 35. Okay. And, um, oh. and uh, dude, a, a lot of frogs. I saw a couple of in, the frogs. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of frogs. And, and, you know, here's the thing. It also takes time because when we get caught up in fixing the frog, understanding the frog, trying to change the frog, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're missing the princes. 
Right. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I understand. So you know, you you. It's like mm. I want you to. I want you to really look at what you can. What you can do to. Um, to end those dynamics as quickly as you recognize them and to make yourself more receptive to a more available individual. Okay. And they are out there, sweetheart. It just takes time. And, you know, it, I've really become, I've become a big fan of this whole online dating thing. Are you doing that? I do. I, I'm not. I'm See, not. you got to do that. I can't tell okay. you. Curious, Valerie, why not? Why aren't you doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Good question, Janice. Do you want my honest answer? I'd like I'd like the BS do. one first. <laughs> <laughs> the BS. Um, I don't know if I can BS that answer. No. I don't. I. Mm, I guess. I don't know. I feel like there's a couple of reasons. Number one, like I, like I said earlier, and I know that you'll tell me this is an excuse, but I'm so busy. Like I go to work, I go to school, I have homework, I have. You're you know, so I, busy. You're no, so busy, but you'll you'll date a guy that you meet no, at the car dealership, <laughs> but not a guy that you meet online. <laughs> that is bull. That's your BS answer. Number two. <laughs> Well, I was going to finish what I was saying. So what I'm Oh I'm good. Oh, I can't wait. Pile it on, girl. <laughs> Just dump what it I'm, on there. What I'm afraid of is that it's going to take up so much of my time that I'm not going to be able to focus my energies on school and on my health. But then you're wondering why the guy from the car thing isn't calling. You're not ready. So you're no, attracting no, no, no. flakes, okay. and that's the reality is that you're single because for whatever reason, you're not ready. And that's why you're not going online. You've got all these things of like, oh, I don't want to be in a relationship or but I don't I'm, have the time to be in a relationship. But then you're like, well, why isn't the car salesman not calling? You're caught up in transforming frogs. You don't want somebody that's actually available and looking for I, love. Or you I would go to the looking for I, love. Oh, let's start a dot com called looking for love. Looking for love. Autumn, it's look that so up. Oh we'll be millionaires. <laughs> that's way better than plenty of fish. Wait, I, mean, I, I have to get her back real quick, though. Yeah. The the social media aspect of online dating is super addictive, and that's why I deleted my Tinder profile because I was just I'd find myself on it, and I'd be like, I could be doing something else. What the hell am I doing? And it does take up a ton of your time. Thank you, Jake. Thank you. Oh, I, I got your back. God I got your back. Sakes. <laughs> it's too good. Oh my too. god. No. It, listen to me. Kidding. That is ridiculous. Well, here's the thing about that. Like if I met somebody who was not online dating, I would be totally open to dating him. And it's not that I'm wasting my time with the guy at the car dealership or whoever else I'm mentioning. It's that it's that I'm not I won't waste time. Like if it, if he's not going to ask me to hang out, like I'm going to stop texting him. Was that the BS answer or the real answer? <laughs> well, I guess it was a combination of both because Jillian called me out on the BS. Part. Yeah, girl, yeah. you're not ready. If you are ready, you will get online. You will go so where it. single, like-minded people are. And the minute you, you know, the minute you get caught up with a, a frog, you'll cruise instead of calling me to try to, you know, decipher the language of the frog. <laughs> well, I also feel like a lot of people lie on online dating. Yeah, but that's okay. So you go out and you go, ooh, frog, and move on. But the the thing is, I've known a lot of people that have gotten married off of that that stuff, man. They're married. Serious. They're married. Married. I'm I'm at mine. Yeah, my uh, my buddy Otto here met uh, her boyfriend on uh, uh, one of those. What is it? Okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. Can of worms. Can of worms. Can of worms. Looking for Yeah, on on on. Okay, Cupid. Yeah. Yeah. Heidi's sister met somebody. Oh, that was funny because you know Heidi's an identical twin. Okay. So all these blogs out there were saying that Heidi was cheating on me because her sister (laughs) was on those damn websites (laughs) looking for love. Yeah, but she ended up meeting somebody and they got married. They got. Uh, I'm telling you. Okay. Looking for love. It, where was that? Eddie Murphy did a thing on that. They sang that song, Looking for Love, but for some reason, uh-huh. it was looking for, Never mind. Just My sign up. Okay. Party all, all right. the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. Oh, no. Oh, Valerie, wow. look what you've done. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. I know. Tell me. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope that, I hope that you're going away from this conversation... Enriched. Enriched. Yeah. Enriched. Enriched. Okay. The love doctor has spoken. The love doctor has certainly (laughs) spoken and sang, unfortunately. You're welcome. Oh, yes. She did. (laughs) All right. Well, all right, Valerie. 
We'll, well, thank you so much. We'll be looking for your profile on okay. <laughs> lookingforlove.com. Okay. You'll see it. You'll find All right. it. All right. Bye, bye, bye. bye. Thank you. Bye. McManus, we need to get you on lookingforlove.com. Is that available? No. Oh, what a bummer. I just looked it up. What is it? Is it a prostitution site or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, then I could change my name to Breezy. No, I thought it was your dog's name. Easy breezy. Easy breezy. It's a Looking sketchy dating site. Oh, it's a 100% free dating site. Look <laughs> in Penub. But nobody uses that. They use the Cupid and the fish. Fish and worms and frogs. Now, what's the other one? The fish and the Cupid. Match. 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 That's where my dad and his girlfriend met, and they're probably getting married. Right! So. You yeah. see? Really? Yeah, I'd like dude, to find a site everybody gets married off of those things. Gals who love mules. Because I like mules. That could really be misconstrued. <laughs> you're going well, 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 to well, end up well. in a Tijuana sideshow if okay, you put I, that up okay, there. I, I <laughs> there's there's one like Farmer's Meat or something. There's one for farmers, I know. Oh. But there's a Christian side? Christian yeah, there's mingle, a Jewish side? Black people meet. Uh, oh, there's uh, a black people meet? Blackpeoplemeet.com. Are you uh, serious? Yeah. 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 There are only black people? Now I'm going to go on there and be like, excuse me. <laughs> oh, no. I'd like to be equal opportunity here. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we should, you know, we should go. i got to get ready for my Tijuana side show. <laughs> <laughs> i got to get dressed Girls for that. Girls mules. I mean, really? All right. I will be a very quick story. I met, oh, dear God. I met somebody, and I got their name, and I Googled them before I went on the date. Okay. And I, the name I looked up was someone who uh, saved mules. Oh. Right. And I, because I believe in that. Like, I really, I think, mule, you know, mules are really mistreated, right? And I, and I really uh-huh. believed. And so. <laughs> okay. Okay, wait a minute. This was when I was still imbibing in the uh, the spirits. It must have been. Anyway, so I met her for a dinner, and I was completely thinking that this was the person who saved mules. And so I started this, she said to me, oh, so what do you want? And I said, you know what, I'd love to start, my dream was to start a mule, a mule sanctuary. (laughs) I said, if I had money, I would start a mule. And she's looking at me like... What are you doing? And I thought, this is a shoe-in. She's going to say, oh, you know what? I save mules, too. And then I go, isn't that wonderful? Thinking I had this inside information when it wasn't the same person. Same name, but didn't have anything to do with Oh, my God. You mean you Googled a completely different individual? I completely different. And you said, I'd like to start a mule Mule sanctuary. sanctuary. Thinking she was saving mules. But meanwhile, she basically was an actress. (laughs) Thought you were crazy. Talking about mule. Yeah. So that's why. You're still single. <laughs> and that is why. <laughs> oh, my God. You're dying alone. That really is a solid piece of evidence. Oh, man. Well, that's just. But I'm saying that's why you have to be careful online. Look what happened to me. The same name. I thought it was a mule saver. Yes, and but I, I on thought. the dating website, the person you're reading about is the person that you're going out with. It's not a random Google I search. Know, I know. This was just a random. Of the 350 <laughs> million people in the United States, <laughs> you're just hoping you got the right one. Who would have thunk? Oh, and I was funny. so serious. I was so serious about I And I think I think it's more like this. I just heard you. <laughs> you know what would have been really funny if she looked at you and goes, you Googled me, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I I've got the second time I've gotten this. What an idiot! I you know, a lot of times people thought I was a um. Oh my God, I busted <laughs> Julia Roberts on this. So I'm I'm right. I'm at her house and she's got two young boys and a little girl, of course. And there's an anime, Jillian Michaels, who does voiceover for like anime cartoons or whatever, right? So she had told her son that I was like the voice of some anime oh, no. something, <laughs> and she's like, "Do you know Jillian is the voice of such and such?" And I looked at her and I was like, "I." What are you talking about? And I was like, did you Google me? Oh, and God. her face, her face, I was like, you Googled me, didn't you? And she's like, you're not the voice of so-and-so. I was like, you fool! Who do you think you called? I'm the abused trainer on The Biggest Loser. What is wrong with you? She, but she really did think that I was the, because there was an anime person named... Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well... Yeah, you should have seen the look on her poor kid's face. He was heartbroken.
Because you weren't the anime. Because I was not uh, the voice of Yoshi Yomatomo or something. Well, just think how I felt when she didn't save mules. <laughs> Out you go. See ya. Sayonara. <laughs> no datey for Yui. You don't save a mule. Get hit. Could you mind paying the bill? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like another tequila, please. <laughs> Waiter. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so horrified. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're horrified. <laughs> Jake, are we okay, done? Somebody I'm end the segment. Somebody <laughs> end it. Somebody it's gone on for 50 years. It's the entire podcast. I can't wait for the time count for Jake to be like 7331. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god. Cut the cord. <laughs> listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleisinger slicing driving friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. <laughs>